how does that thing even work? It's, it says you're like doing a Peloton, like a Death Valley ride. Like, oh, Peloton has the screen. Oh, so you so you just pedal and it it makes it look like you're riding through it. But can can you like ride through someone's like GI tract, like through their, like their lower intestine? <laughs> That'd be a really good addition. Yeah, I'll I'll jailbreak it and add some videos. What's good, man? It's your boy Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. I peed myself. <laughs> Good job. Well, There's the opening you've always dreamed of. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. The virtual homework podcast, where all virtual homework gets done. I am Sam. I am Dana. And we played a game this week. Do you have anything to bring up before we talked about the game? Talked about the game. Um, not really. No, not really. Like, shit really didn't happen. Like, I fixed my bike. That was about it. That's so boring. All right, I guess. <laughs> I guess we're getting into it. Immediately, we played Mischief Makers, as you could tell on the the thumbnail or title here. Which I want to preface is, it was one of my favorite games of all times. I straight up haven't played it for like 12 years, and uh, I think it was interesting to go back to see if it still held up to the thoughts I had on it. So when you say it's like one of your favorite games of all time, you haven't played it in 12 years... 12 years, that's like 2008. Did you own this game as a kid? Yes. I don't know if N64 is like your system. I did. I did own this game. Like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know anything about this fucking game. Like, I just got it randomly for my birthday. I don't know what made my parents get it for me, but I fucking loved it. I played the shit out of it. Okay. I Like, I had an N64 uh, hand-me-down from, like, a uncle way after yeah. the fact, like 2001, 2002, which is not way after the fact, but this was not a game I owned. I, I only heard about this game because there was like a custom uh, rhythm game chart to it in Step Mania back in the day, yeah. and I, I really liked the opening music. So uh, I, I kind of got familiar with the game based on that, but I almost knew nothing going into this. Most people won't. Like, if you talk to if you, if you talk to anyone that had a Nintendo 64, like, even people my age that, like, Nintendo 64 is, quote-unquote, their favorite system, 99% of them have never heard of this game, so... Yeah, it's it's a relatively more obscure game for the N sixty four. It's it's one of those games that was not super well reviewed on the offset, but people look back on it and they say, "Oh, this game actually is pretty good." Now that being said, I personally am not a fan of the N sixty four, and I think most games haven't aged well. Yes, I'm not going to talk about this game and its age and how it's aged well. I personally just think, based on playing this game, it was all right, and I could say that because I actually played through this entire game. Ding, ding, ding. We actually played both <laughs> we played of us, a whole I think. Game. Yeah. yeah, we played a whole game. Congratulations. So, we're the best. So I would agree my major qualms, for, well, I guess for me, is not necessarily the game itself. It's the Nintendo 64, like in general. I just feel like the control, like I played a Nintendo 64 controller, so it's like a lot of my issues were with the controls, with like holding the controller, because uh, you can't actually use the analog stick in this game. Uh, so on the Nintendo 64. Yeah, this is like the only game on the N64 that uses the D-pad. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> on the physical Nintendo 64 controller, like my fingers straight up hurt playing this game because there's like significant like massing, uh, mashing sections and so on and so forth. But uh, enough about that. Let's go into what the game basically is. Basically, you are a robot, just a uh, cyborg, whatever, uh, created by the Professor Theo. He's like Professor in Robotics. He's, you know... You know Typical 90s, you know, pervert old man. This game is very classic 90s, like, anime, I feel, like, as far as, like, the aesthetic, a lot of it. 
and your professor gets stolen by the Empire on this random planet you're on, and you have to go save him. The the planet or the people who live on the planet, it's called Clancer, which is like the stupidest, worst name ever. I just kept thinking of cancer the entire time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they, they, all these robots have cancer. They're yes. on the planet I mean, Clancer. they do look pretty deformed, so I mean, that's not far off. It took me about 80% of the game to realize that they're trying to imitate Shy Guys, I think. I never like, made that connection, I guess. I, I'm not, I don't think it's canon, but if you look at these characters and then you look at what Shy Guys look like, they look like deformed Shy Guys. And w- one of my main qualms with this game, I got a couple qualms. I, I think I overall enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. like there were a lot of like points that I didn't like. Um, I, I will say I agree with you on controls. This game, I actually use an Xbox One controller, and it still had pretty terrible controls. I think your issues with mashing are probably alleviated, because uh, I was able to use, like, the, the right uh, joystick and just, like, kind of mash yeah, in, yeah, in a yeah. way that was more friendly on my hands. Because did the right uh, stick count as, like, the C buttons? Yeah. Oh, exactly. my God, I bet that was, like, amazing. Yeah, it was amazing for, for some of the things that we'll talk about in a bit that required a lot of mashing. Yeah. That probably shouldn't have been in the game. But... The main thing I have with N64 games is that any requirement of using the N64 controller is a massive turnoff. I think it's the worst controller ever made. I, I feel like people don't rag on it enough. People rag on the GameCube controller a lot, but they don't rag on the N64 controller nearly enough. I absolutely hate using it, and I feel like it is it ruins most N64 experiences for me. Dan is shaking his head no, like he doesn't actually care that much. I'm very passionate about my hate for this controller. He's just like, he's looking at me angry like I... I'm not sure if I agree. No, no, no. I do agree. <laughs> I think that it is a horrible controller. Not necessarily horrible. The problem is, is that the controller in general has been standardized since like the PlayStation One controller, and everything after that has kind of emulated it. And the Nintendo 64 controller is kind of an oddity in the way that unless you play Nintendo 64 games a lot, it just does not feel right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like like a lot of the speedrunners who use the controller a lot, I'm sure they like it. It feels all right. I am just not used to this controller. I, I get it because, like, it was a weird time for video games and we had this, like, 2D or 3D transition and they didn't know how yeah. people would use a controller. But, I mean, even with the fundamental design flaws, I think my least favorite part about the N64 controller is how it doesn't age well and every single third-party controller for the N64 is terrible. Yeah. Like, we're talking, like, levels below third parties on, like, any other system. Oh, to the point where, like, it's straight up painful to use these controllers. Like, like the the joystick in the middle specifically is so bad on so many of these controllers. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play video games, which is a pretty amazing feat. So when I was a kid, I had this black controller. I want to say it was Mad Cats. I don't think so. And it was more like a giant. Uh, I guess like a typical. It kind of looks like an alien, like Metroid. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Well, it, it, it was more like a traditional controller where, like, the control stick was on the left side, the buttons were on the right, so you would hold it, but it was, like, gigantic. Like, the, did it kind of just look like a slice of pizza? I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll see if I can find a picture of it and you can throw it up for a second, but, uh... So, on, on the topic of, of gripes, I, I, I did make a transition back to controllers here, but we were talking about the Shy Guy characters. I think that this game, it came off cutesy, but, like, all the, all the characters, I, I thought they had personality. They were just so incredibly ugly. I didn't mind it. You didn't mind it? I mean, but, like, all the blocks with, like, their faces just, like, looked, like, kind of, like, quasi, like, horror. Just, like, This weird. game is weird. Like, it, it it is straight up weird. Like, there's some creepy parts. Like, you straight up kill enemies by throwing innocent people at them and they die. Yeah, it, it, it has charm. It's a weird charm. But I think that overall, like, I, 
I understand it's on the N64, and therefore it's probably going to be not aging well in the graphics department, but it, the game just looked ugly to me. Like, it, you look at games like Kirby 64, which are in a similar play style. We haven't really talked about how to play the game in the first place. Yeah. But this game is a 2.5D uh, side-scrolling platformer. It has some puzzle platforming elements. Uh, but you look at a game like Kirby 64, I feel like this is just a poor man's Cor- Kirby 64. Both of them are actually short. I'm not going to say which I would disagree, uh, and I'll go into those reasons a little bit later because I have played both. I guess we could just talk about like the, what the overall gameplay is. Basically, each level has a different uh, set of goals. Basically, what you do is you go you know, left to right. Uh, you can grab enemies. You can whip them, shake them. You can use these uh, jet boosts that you have to go faster and stuff like that, which I think are kind of fun to use, so, you know, fly around the level once you get comfortable with it. Uh, and then you look for different stars that port you to different areas to get to the end a star. That's basically the goal. Um, my favorite part about this game is I feel like almost every single level has a unique goal. That is, some of them are similar to other levels, but uh, I feel like the gameplay is extremely varied in a lot of situations with different like levels, like design and things like that. So. so I actually, I have a point in verbatim, varied gameplay to a fault. Like yeah. you, you basically explained the, the mechanics of this game, but I felt like they kept adding more and more stuff to the point where like what I was initially on board for, which was just platforming, uh, fun 2d side scroller became something else. Uh, it's in so many instances that like half the game isn't really a puzzle platformer. A lot of this is honestly boss fights. This, this game, the second half is basically boss fight after boss fight, which isn't necessarily bad. It's hit or miss. I, I want to say this game, in my opinion, has the best boss fights of any game I've played. Like I fucking love the boss fights. I think they're so epic. I think the music is crazy. Like I don't know. I think some of them are good. A lot of them are extremely exploitable to the point where it's not even fun, though. I guess I'm more referring to the like the main boss fights where like you're fighting like the crazy guys and like the robots and like the screens like flashing and missiles are flying at you and stuff with lasers. Yeah, so he's talking about actually the final boss fight of this game right now. Well, no, there's like three of them. There's like the yeah, you know, lunar. There's like the beast man and there's like the falcon guy. Like I think those like final boss fights are super fucking cool. I personally think the final boss fight was the the third to last boss fight where you fight the uh, the wolf guy for a second time. That was way harder than the yeah, actual robot yeah, at the end. The, the way that this game is structured, you have five worlds, each with roughly 10 levels. Some have like 11, some have 12. But there's 52 total levels, and you're just making your way through whatever this game throws at you. I think that the, the main struggle for me in this game is that it has a lot of mechanics, and that's part of the varied gameplay, and I feel like you don't have time based on this game's length. It only took me about four hours. I think my timer said four hours, 55 minutes. I did yeah. it in two sittings. I didn't just leave my uh, emulator on <laughs> for on. 90 years this time. <laughs> uh, but first of all, if you're buying a game in 1990, or 1996 or whatever, 1997, and it's five hours and you spent 80 bucks on it, you're pissed. So I think that's that's a valid complaint I, that a lot of the reviews I, had. And, and see, but when I played it, I was a kid. I like barely. I I probably spent like two years trying to beat this fucking game. Uh, there's some, I there's some very difficult portions of this game. Kinda, but at the same time, I would classify this game as very easy. Oh yeah, yeah. In general, it, it it it's quite easy. Which I mean, for me, it's like not every game needs to be like you know a, a challenge of skill and stuff like that. 
I guess you can make the argument that some of the difficult parts are more frustrating than than difficult. When I said varied to a fault, I think part of the reason why that is is due to the fact that like you are coming on new gameplay and you will just get hit and you'll you maybe die just because you have no idea what to do and once you know what to do it's easy but like you're basically playing a different game at points and like you're just confused and that's the difficulties like how do i get unconfused yeah uh i i think the game is the first like two thirds though is way too easy and the last third gets way too hard bullshit hard at some points like i literally had a point what are the blue and red dots for for like most of my playthrough here because i didn't actually go <laughs> yeah past so so the way it works, you have three life bars, and one your full life bar has two dots, one blue, one red. You get rid of that life bar, and then you, you get the a new one. life bar, and now you have one dot, and then you get a new one after that, and it's zero dots, and then you game over, and, and there's like a gem currency system that you collect to not fully lose the game. I never got there, so I actually have no idea what yeah. happens if you don't have any gems. I, I was able to get past 30 levels of this game. Uh, because your health carries over from stage to stage yeah. without losing a third of my life. Oh yeah, which is I, I would crazy. say the game is extremely easy until you start getting to like the cave levels. I think that's where like the first ramp up in difficulty. Yeah, I I feel like world four, world five. I I think that's the cave levels. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you there. Um, I I like the music a lot in this game. I think the music is pretty cool. Then there's like the random ghost level in the caves. That's like super fucking creepy. Yeah, I I think that the music is a highlight of this game. I so I've I've been doing this thing where like I look at the reviews for a game after I beat it or I play it for a decent amount to see like what people think about this game and like for some reason like sound in this game, I guess if you're considering the voice acting which is kind of subpar, uh sound was like a a criticism. I was actually I thought that was weird because the music in this game is like what I first knew the game for yeah. and one of the major selling points of it. I don't think there's any track better than the title track or title screen, which is weird. Like, put that in the game. Well, it's. I don't know how people can complain about the sound. I love the sound it makes when you like throw enemies at like the wall and stuff like that. They kind of like shake, shake. Yeah, shake, shake. Shit like that. Like, um, even like the dialogue, like the different uh, intonations of voice. They're not actually saying anything, but it's like, but like in different ways. I think that, you know, that's kind of interesting. Some games do that. I mean, I'll, I'll say the story itself was lacking. Like, I didn't actually care about it. I just oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's just like a whatever game, you know? Uh, I, I like to see how this game was received in Japan because obviously this was a Japanese game. I, wonder if it's I think based it got an on- 8 out of 10 on Famitsu. Famitsu? I, yeah. I, that's like the major Japanese game. I feel like this is very much a Japanese game. Like, it, just all around everywhere, just the weirdness, like you said, the 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 heads everywhere that, are, like, the blocks are made of. Like, everything is just, like, very, like, weird and creepy. I like it, you know? I, I, I don't like it as much as I remember enjoying it, but I, I had fun. I guess I re- remember it mostly for the boss fights, because I thought they were fucking cool. I definitely think it was a good experience more than it was a bad experience. I feel like the game was just basically fighting itself to, like... Like, oh, I want to enjoy this, but this game is making me not enjoy this. I feel like part of that's just, like, the this, the control scheme, it tries to use every button except for the analog stick, uh, and and I couldn't just, like, get up certain paths because the boosting mechanics are kind of stupid. And then, like, it'll introduce, like, the athletic uh, ceremony Dude, where love... you have to do the stupidest stuff, like the 400-meter dash oh, that's where you're easy, just holding though. right for... Like two minutes, and you're just like, wait, okay, how do you do is... it for two minutes? It, it, you do it in like thir- it, thirty. It's like, f- it's like a minute. It's like but... thirty-five seconds. 
400 meter dash was 42 seconds, okay? And there was lag on the emulator, so... Dude, Actually, my there were emula- a lot of emulation issues. Yeah, I had emulation issues, too. It was so laggy at points, I don't understand why, and I couldn't fix it. So, there was a massive emulation issue in the actual athletic area where one of the things just didn't work, the mathematics game. Like, literally, just instead of showing the math problems, you have to, like, solve math problems, and the way so this game works So, did you play this you- game windowed? I did. That's why. When you do it full screen, it, it shows everything and works... But it, it was fine because you're able to get... The, there's like an athletic ceremony part of this game where you have to get more points than the other team, and you could lose a couple races and still get past. That was actually my first game over was was at that point because I, I didn't win the first time because I was just confused on some of the games because I'd never seen them before and I lost. But uh, yeah, there, there's one section that emulators like literally cannot render and you will lose no matter what. Uh, and then there's another section very, very close after that where a boulder doesn't render that's chasing you and then you literally See, cannot. See, I, I didn't have that issue. Did you use Project 64 or a different I emulator? use Project 64. Okay, I, I was able to solve it. Like I just used a different graphical plugin, but I was, I was surprised how many graphical issues I actually faced and lag. But I mean, I should just not emulate. I should just use an N64. What am I doing? Yeah, maybe I'll I'll get out the N64 and play it on there to see if I notice some differences. Because I feel like I, there are some points I probably would have enjoyed more if I wasn't, you know, lagging out the fucking ass. Because that two-minute race probably would have been closer to, like, 20 seconds if it wasn't so slow. Yeah, that level was, like... <laughs> like, this game also has, like, a serious issue with, like, level length. Like, some of the levels are, like, long, like, six minutes. Some of them are literally 15 seconds. It's like, that was a whole level. One of the fifty-two here. Yeah, I was just confused. I was I was also confused on a lot of the bosses just because there's like no feedback mechanism on health. Like you you literally well yeah you just you beat them up till they die and it's like okay well yeah I guess. They, well when they get hit they like flash or they'll be like some shit like that versus if they're not getting hit they won't do that. True, but at the same time I feel like it would benefit from you have a health bar why can't they have a health bar? And I can name probably ten thousand games that have the same mechanic for bosses. I agree, but I think they should probably be changed too. I would love to have a health bar and Def Jam icon on, on the PS3. <laughs> That's what we're playing next. I I wish, honestly. A little bit of virtual homework versus here. So would you say you're at least um, happy you played it? I was happy I played it just because now I actually, like, for, you, you say that this game is not well known and I agree with you, but like in the speedrunning community, it's surprisingly well known for the N64. It's a 54 minute record, which as I was surprised you said you beat this game in like three hours, which is like... Not that far off from the speedruns, but we all know that Dana A is a liar cheat who exaggerates everything he does, and he probably spent said, eight or nine I hours playing this game. I said three to four hours. That's what I said. But but no, more in reality, I, I feel like Dana is actually just good at video games, and he just doesn't realize that he's bad. Like, he's been no-lifing video games for his en- entire life. Like, <laughs> that's the reason much. he has, like, his life became no-life. So he's he's got the skills with a Z. I do. Thank you for the insult and or compliment. <laughs> Yo, I, no problem, dude. I don't know. I, I still, this game holds a huge, uh, this game is like my uh, Super Robo Boy, whatever the fuck that game was called. Chibi Robo? Yeah, this is my Chibi Robo, I guess. Like, I think that game, I, I think that game sucks, but you love it. I, 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 you're thinking Super Magnetic Neo. Oh yeah, that's the one. I, I never played Chibi Robo as a kid. You're thinking of a friend, a mutual friend, Nino here. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of Super uh, Magnetic ne- uh, Neo. Super Magnetic Neo. Yeah, I, I thought that, that game one. blew asshole, but you love it. And that's I mean, okay. I could end this podcast right now if you want me to. Do it. You won't. I could just. I. I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> that would be. That'd be a really short episode, and we we do things for the people here. 
We're very people oriented. I don't give a fuck about the people. The the last point I want to make about this game, I'm not sure if you have more to say, is that I thought it was really funny how they like used like the the whole game is cutesy graphics and then they just have like a real ass shotgun in the game. It's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> yeah. Like I the first time I saw the gun, I'm like, "Oh my That's god." That's what I mean. This game is like it goes back to me saying it's weird as fuck. Like everyone is super cute, but you literally throw townspeople at other to- uh townspeople to kill them. Like some bosses literally are giant robots that that townspeople fall down like children and you whip children at them to damage their life points and then you get a shotgun that and or machine gun at the same time while you're flying on missiles like uh, it, it's it's a very absurd game at, at points i I'll, I'll agree with that it was it was peak game weirdness it it's very genuine and i feel like you don't see many genuine games anymore no. like the 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 last game i feel that was like truly genuine from like a and and this is this is from a relatively large developer these are the people who made sin and punishment like th- this is this is what would probably have been considered a triple a at the time like death stranding i consider a, a genuine game yeah I don't consider like Call of Duty Infinite whatever like a like it. It's you don't like, see it that much anymore. Yeah, it's not like a copy paste of some of some other formula. Like this was its own thing. It, it did not work in a lot of aspects, but there are some things that I felt were quite fun. So I like it. I I would yeah. suggest people to play it. But uh, it it like you said, it did not age as well as I remember it. It's my little child brain was too dumb to uh, understand. <laughs> I mean, you were also living in, like, 1997 standards. Yeah. Well, actually, 1997 standards is, like, Mario 64, but yeah, whatever. It was like, let's, it was like, let's ignore that. Like, I let's literally just, did, like, a link to the past with, like, Super Mario, like, 64. Like, unbel- OT, no big deal. Yeah, like... Actually, uh, I'm not, I think OT was a little later, but... I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say glad I played it out of 10. Yeah. That's what we're rating it here. It is a gem in my heart out of 10. Whatever the fuck that I'm, means. I'm happy I beat a game. It's been a very long time. Well, besides speedrunning, but it's been a very well, long time. I, I'm since a, f- I a fan a of games like this that are digestible. It's like you can actually play the whole thing and like get an opinion on it. Apparently, there's like another ending. So there's another sub thing where you can collect uh, all the gold gems in the game. Each level has. Like I was a- confused because like like the fourth level, it's like you gotta get these gold gems. You need a certain amount to beat the game. I'm like okay, and I, I think I got like ten, uh, and I just beat the game, and I'm like oh, it had no feedback mechanism. On I, 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 I got, I got like thirty eight, and there's like uh, you just get a special ending. That's all it is. Pretty much every single gold gem. Well, not every single one, but the vast majority of gold gems, you just had to like go slightly further than the end of the level right there well was, like, some of them it's afterwards. like there'll be like an enemy like on a platform that you're flying past you're not paying attention if you shake him he might drop it or there might be some sort of sequence of items you place in a certain spot that might spawn them and stuff like that it's basically just like a secret objective to say like oh you explored the shit out of this level i feel like you knew where most of them were i knew where a lot of them were yeah yeah because you've played this game before so how dare you how dare I. Speaking of uh, of dares, uh, you were showing me something about a, a concert where people got fucked up or sick or something. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about the Smash Mouth concert right now? I, this is literally like peak 2020 for me. So I have some. Well, okay, let's talk about this, and then I'll then I'll I'll give a follow up here. But the headline is, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna read it verbatim because I'm just gonna. I'm gonna wing it here. I'm I'm giving way too much preamble at this point. People are too hyped and they don't really know what we're talking about. But I'm still gonna just hyping it up. We're gonna talk about this subject. Smash Mouth, like multiple coronavirus cases confirmed after Smash Mouth show. 
So it's like it's horrible. Not it's only horrible. did it's... people, not only is Smash Mouth touring during coronavirus, but people went to the Smash Mouth tour, uh, knowing the risks of and, coronavirus and, and, and the... got coronavirus. Yeah. So like some of these people could potentially die to see Smash Mouth. Um, like I, I it, it is horrible, and I'm really trying not to laugh, but like you just have to, like it's another thing you just have to appreciate appreciate the absurdity of fucking Smash Mouth having a concert in the middle of a pandemic and people getting sick. To see Smash Mouth, fucking Shrek soundtrack, motherfucker. Yeah, Shrek song. Like I, I am the biggest Shrek fan of all time. I've had my Discord status as Shrek Five for the past year, and it's not going to change till Shrek Five comes out, and it's only going to change to Shrek Six once Shrek Five. Yeah, comes we're going to have so an we're... entire podcast based on that. Yeah, Shrek Five is going to be like a multi-part series. We're talking like pre and post shrek 5 virtual homework podcast <laughs> regardless you got shrek band playing shrek music in the open air and, uh, and people are willing to die i understand bam we're done here no we're not because the story actually is it's a, an example of the media just uh i just love lying to us i just loved the tweets surrounding this it's like imagine dying like being on your deathbed and you're like at least i saw smash mouth <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, at least you saw Smash Mouth. But no, it's it's not necessarily that bad. Uh, th- so the, the deal actually with the concert was that it was a multi-artist show that Smash Mouth happened to be at. It was the Sturgis, the Sturgis Motorcycle Stur- Rally had a lot more than just Smash Mouth. People just chose Smash Mouth because it was going to actually like bring the hits. Yeah. This is this is the festival that you may have heard on the news because it was like a big political thing because of course bikers have to they have whatever. But there yeah. there was a massive music festival and it had it had a lot of artists that you would be surprised to see there. Like Smash Mouth was one of them. But like it also had people like um Well Sturgis is like a huge like thing. Like it's like the Burning Man for Boomers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, it had it had a couple um uh, who who was at this concert? Bone Thugs and Harmony was was one of the guests at really? this concert. So like yeah. Like it's it's mostly country bands I haven't heard of, but like yeah, they had Smash Mouth and Bone Thugs and Harmony. So like I I guess Red like, Knights love Bone Thugs. And Smash yeah, Mouth. I mean, it's it's Bone and Biggie Biggie. That's one of my favorite. I love Notorious Thugs. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. But I would not see Bone Thugs and Harmony in concert at Sturgis. It's Stur- not a it's, thing about Sturgis. It's I Sturgis. Understand. I don't really understand. But you're saying it wrong. Sturgis. Sturgis. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. I watched. Let me embarrass I watched, myself. I watched a lot of again. Discovery Channel back in the day, and they would always have shit on this. Really? That's yeah. Discovery of the the well, because like the, the whole, biker migration. Well, you remember like they had like West South Coast for the winter, West Coast Customs, and all those stupid ass shows that like they did. Like, no, custom. I, I actually didn't really watch much Discovery. If I'm being honest, I Just, watched uh, a lot of the, I watched a lot of that shit, and they had like all these like motorcycles, like the hype thing. So like, oh, we're going to Sturgis for motorcycle days. Like, look at the fucking titties. Like, I have a little bit. More more sympathy that like smash mouth didn't just like have a concert and then it was like oh <laughs> it's like smash mouth they're, they're, they're like, headlining. People went to a music festival yeah 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 but still it's like the, he's like headlining a concert and like everyone gets sick that, that's like peak smash mouth right there except except for like the the incident the bread throwing incident i'm not sure if you know about this yeah like people threw like bread at him in a concert and he like stopped the concert and like got really he, he basically has like a navy seal pasta like uh, re- regarding his his uh, Smash Mouth show, <laughs> that that he got bread thrown at him. Like I I want to actually read this to you, 
First of all, the actual headline was Smash Mouth Sturgis Show Connected to 100 Plus COVID Cases, which is like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, what, what do people think? And you know what? People who went to that were like, oh, it's, it's still a hoax. Like, they could have been there and they would still say it's a hoax. I mean, they're they're on bikes. They're they're outdoors. It, it probably is not terrible. It's not like going no, to an indoor no, concert. No, 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 no. The thing about Sturgis, it's like cram-packed, solid people. Like, ass-to-ass, like... 10,000 people. Like, it's not... Like, like you're talking Requiem for a Dream, ass to ass. No, not... N- <laughs> not not mm. bikes used as dildos inside each other's anuses. No, d- d- motherfucker. Jesus Christ. No, it's just the mad fucking people being stupid and boomers and... Am I right? Motorcycles, America, titties and beer. Smash mouth. Well, listen, listen to me right now, okay? You throw one more piece of shit on fucking stage, I'm going to f- come find your ass. I'm going to beat your ass, whoever the fuck you are. You want to be a badass? Come up here. Come on. Come be a badass up here. Come on. Come on stage. Come on stage, badass. Come on. Come on stage. You bring your ass on stage, whoever's throwing shit at me. I'm going to tell you right now, I will beat the fuck out of you, okay? You're a pussy punk bitch, okay? You're ruining the show for thousands of people right now because I'm going to go walk off stage. And guess what? You're paying for it, motherfucker, okay? Come on. Somebody throw one more fucking thing at me right now. I'm going to find you. And then then imagine I'm getting restrained by security right now. If you're a man, you throw something at me right now. I'm going to walk out there. I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of you, you little pussy bitches. You pussy ass bitches. That is <laughs> and were like the a bunch lead of like, singer of this, Smash This Mouth. was like, there were like kids in the audience. Like, <laughs> like it, I've seen the video of this. I, I think I posted it to you. I'm not sure if you saw it because it was relatively late today. But like... While he's yelling this at the crowd, like they're playing like like the all star like background like <laughs> instrumental because like that's what they were supposed to play and they just kept like playing they they kept throwing bread at him so that I was like yelling at the audience with like all star in the background. It's like it's pretty glorious. It's, it's like basically the Navy Seal co- copy pasta. It's pretty uh, classic. I mean, just don't fuck with Smash Mouth. No, I hear. So apparently, most Shrek Smash Mouth concerts like. They get derailed because, like, part of the audience just screams Shrek song over and over again. <laughs> and he just gets like, really mad. Yeah, well, like, imagine, like, you're, like, a band that, like, was famous before Shrek. Like, they had they had Walking on the Sun. They had uh, All Star. And that was basically it. But they had a couple <laughs> hits. But, like, they were famous multiple years. Like, Shrek was, like, what, 2003? They were yeah. famous in 1999? I, I don't remember them being famous, but... Smash Mouth was definitely not a one-hit wonder. I'm actually serious about that. No, like, no, Walking I'm... on the Sun was a legitimate hit. Yeah, yeah, I know that was, but, like, past that... Uh, imagine, like, you get big and, like, you expect, like... And they're like, okay, I, and then you're we're just not beca- big anymore, and then but, like, people still want to see us. Yeah, and then you're a meme, and then people are yelling Shrek song at you on stage. Like, you go to a concert, and everyone's wearing, like, anonymous masks and stuff like that, or... Like, instead of cat ears, like, Shrek ears? Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, I would be one of the people screaming Shrek songs. Screaming Shrek song. That's hard to say. Screaming Shrek so I'd, songs. I'd... That's, that actually is... That's like a tongue twister. We yeah. Ju- we just, say, uh... say screaming Shrek song 30 times fast. We're not going 10, okay? That's amateur hour. Uh, that's not happening. <laughs> so what the fuck else do we have on the plate today i mean on the topic of music i've been listening like i've I've been on a nostalgia trip like i've been listening to so much uk hardcore like we're talking like old school bonkers mixes dude the bonkers yeah darren styles yeah. and shit like that yeah you got dougal gammer brisk ham you can't you can't just be a single dj in the era of no of you, bonkers you gotta be you can't just be brisk you gotta be brisk and ham I do like some, like, UK hardcore. I like some, like, the more Gabber stuff. I'm more of a fan of, like, the 
uh, I guess, like, what would it be, like, American or, like, Norwegian, like, hardcore? So there's, like, DJ Fidian. Oh, my God, I can't think of the name. Little Scott Brown. Like, yeah, like, those kind of guys. Neophyte. Yeah, Neophyte, all those guys. They did, like, Cubase. So, so you just, like, actual hardcore. You take out the UK out of the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the Cubase stuff. They had, like, Defcon and shit like that. Like Evil activities. Yeah, like, it, it was, like, sc- almost spooky. Like, scary. Like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. Listen to this music. And it's just, like... <laughs> Yeah, but I was blasting that. I was I was a badass. The, the the very brief period I listened to online radio, I was listening to like pure hardcore online radio mixes, and they were actually really good. I I feel like I should revisit the concept of online radio. We're gonna have virtual homework radio with DJ Dana. <laughs> I mean, gonna... it's gonna be like all trance and hardcore, and you know, he's, he's just gonna like Google. 10-hour transmix and press play. It's like, okay. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here I feel done. like there's a lot of EDM, I guess, I guess that's considered electronic music, that really past, like, 2010 just wasn't really a thing anymore. I think hardcore and things like trance and even, like, drum and bass is kind of, like, stayed on, like, the 2005 to, like, 2000, maybe, like, 2012 era. And then after that, the sound of them, I felt, changed a lot. Well, so, so yeah, actually, I... I was listening to UK hardcore, and as part of this, I've been exploring more SoundCloud stuff because it's like a whole, a whole new world. Yeah, lost to in the it. Aladdin, Aladdin theme here. Some of the mixes are made recently, like 2019, 2020, and like they they include 2020 UK hardcore, which is like kind of a weird thing to think about. But like it's like they incorporate too much of the present. And, like, I understand music has to evolve. And in many cases, genre is literally, like, you, you. there is no such thing as rock anymore. No, like, like, rock is, rock like, is a concept not... that was, like, died in, what, the 80s? Like, well, I, I mean, I, I feel like know. there was even, like, rock to something. Like, there's alternative rock and, like, punk rock, pop rock. No, but there's no like just, that. like, rock, you know? No, it, it, I think a whole lot of music just kind of, like, blends. Like, pop, rap, and rock, to me, is, like, all... Like blends into one each uh, another nowadays, and even like EDM, like all the all of it blends to, in uh, together nowadays. Like oi punk, like that's that's a genre that's going to be stuck in the '60s. You're not just going to bring back oi. I'm bringing it back. You don't want to talk about where like oi oi. Uh, I kind of like ACDC, but I more punk. I think ACDC. If I never heard them again in my life, I would be fine. I would be fine if any of those boomer bands I just never heard ever again. What about uh the fucking kiss like my problem is like they're like i feel like anyone like nowadays like you could have like two months of practice with any instrument and you can play like what they play identically like it just i mean it's, it's not it's not about being technically difficult it's about sounding good. it's boring <laughs> like like their drums are like 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 ah like first of all a lot a lot of these people are actually like actually technically extremely skilled it's just that they're able to to bring it down to the minimalist structure and and uh and if, create if good I sound. never heard ACDC, you know, fucking, you know, the Rolling Stones and those kind of people ever again, I would be fine. Okay, okay, Zoomer. Yeah, dude. I I, I brought up Chris. Chris, I bought, I bought up Kiss specifically because uh, I watched the the new Bill and Ted, uh, Bill and Ted three today. How was it? Or yesterday, really. So I, I know you haven't watched any of the Bill and Ted movies. Bill and Ted 1 and 2 are actually some of my favorite movies. I think you would like them. I, I don't know anything about your taste in movies. I, apparently, you don't watch movies. You've never watched a movie in your life. Never. Uh, but Bill and Ted, I mean, it was it's stoner comedy without the stoner. Okay. And it's got Keanu Reeves in it. So it's pretty good. I, I, I genuinely enjoy those movies. They're, they're just, they're the type of movie that you don't, like, there's no point where you really feel bad. It's like, 
it, yeah, just, it's like traditional. I don't want to say the feel good movie because when you say feel good movie, it's like inspirational. It's not inspirational. It's just like, I feel like oh, there were a lot of movies happy. in the '90s that were like that. They were just like concepts that didn't really make you feel a certain way. It was just like a story, beginning, middle, and end, and it's like, all right, this is a cool type thing. It was fun. Exactly. It's just a unapologetically fun movie. I so I, I watched Bill and Ted three, and I I enjoyed it. I rate it higher than I would rate. Mischief Maker on the game scale, probably like a seven point five out of ten, something like that, versus like a seven. I'll, or 6. I'll have to watch it for, and then next. And so I, I'm not gonna watch the first two movies. I'll just watch this one with no <laughs> context. Be a little confused with no context, like straight up. And uh, I'll let you know what I, I think. I mean, it's like a full movie, like it, it released for streaming services, but that's just because COVID. Like it was yeah, gonna have yeah. a theatrical release that has like a twenty million dollar budget. Like it. You see, like, like it, so did Pickle Man, but this movie looked way better than Pickle Man, and it had Keanu Reeves in it. So, so. are there like movies that are like actually coming out in theaters right now? Um, I mean, first of all, a lot of movies are just playing internationally because they got their shit on lock, and like the the Akira remaster in 4K Ultra HD is like doing a UK tour right now because really that sounds UK awesome. has like. 10 deaths a day of covid do you know what's insane i didn't realize this akira came out in like 1981 like so, that's like yeah it's it's literally my favorite movie of all time that's like so crazy and like so ahead of its time like that shit is like phenomenal i'm sorry i'm not gonna do the whole Connery's theme i mean that, that movie is like phenomenal it is it's literally my favorite movie of all time i i, I have a i'm a sucker for post-apocalyptic stuff but yeah uh yeah it's 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 genuinely so good. And if you haven't read the manga, so the way that the Akira movie works is that the movie is only the first half of the manga. There's a whole yeah. story after the explosion. Why didn't they ever do a movie for that? I kind of don't want there to be any. Like, there, there's supposed to be, like, a live-action remake of Akira. I don't want that. See, I'm the guy who's, like, people are like, read the manga. I'm like, dude, I just want to, I'll wait fucking five years just to, to watch it. Because I like to eat food and get fat and watch shit instead of reading it. Well, well, the way that manga works, all these manga websites, you could just use the left and right on the keyboard to to go to the next page. So you don't even really have yeah, to. Yeah, but you could, you could, you could one handed it. But then I have to read. I like to see like the animation, the characters, like the people talking and moving around. Like it, it's like an experience. How I experienced that. Uh, Pretend medium. it's a flip book. No. <laughs> No, I'm I'm definitely a manga person more than a an anime person, like one hundred percent. First of all, fuck you. Second of all, fuck you. Third of all, uh, my favorite manga is Vagabond, and it's not even made into an anime, and you're never gonna experience that because you're a little bitch boy who doesn't like to read. Oh look, words on the page. Guess I can't read those. I'm yeah, I don't have literacy. Yeah, because yeah, you're a fucking nerd, and uh, video is twice as fast for information ing. You're you're reusing lines at this point. You've said that before, and I'm gonna uh, say that like five or six more times because I say that a lot. Because it sounds smart, huh? No, no. The whole point is that it doesn't. It's a it's a Squidbillies bit. Oh, really? Yeah, Squidbillies is an underrated show. But I we're so off track here because I saw the Bill and Ted movie, and it kind of it kind of goes on the point of both Mischief Makers and the original Bill and Ted's and the idea of unapologetically fun. It was good. I'm glad I saw it. But so many movies now, especially callbacks, and like I, it's so easy to pick on callbacks. But I hate the it. idea of a movie, the innocence is just not there anymore. And no. I, I guess like innocence in film probably died even before the '90s. But I mean, that's like, that's why I hate movies. I just feel like they're in general so cheesy. It's like a cheesy callback, like fucking you know. Spider- oh, this is the cheesiest movie of all time. Well, like that's fine though, because contained in itself. But it's like I hate the fucking like Marvel movies. Like I think they're all fucking garbage. And it's like oh, Spider Man. Every Marvel movie is the same. Like a, a Spider Man comes out and people come their pants. Like oh my god, fuck, he, he was in Spider Man. Like, 
like people eat what that shit up. What I will say up. is that uh, Spider Verse, if if not for the plot, was like a, a genuine technical achievement. I, yes, Enter the Spider Verse was fantastic. I just feel like a lot of um, like they're not making film anymore; they're just making movies, which makes yep. sense. Like like it, like the whole Martin Scorsese controversy. I'm not sure if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's he does have a point. Like if if a movie's PG thirteen, that means that the movie is just meant to make as much money as possible sacrificing any integrity or anything like that i so yeah so for those who don't know martin scorsese says that uh Mar- uh it's not marvel movies are not cinema they're they're film and and he means that it's just like yeah it's, it's a it's a commercial product meant to sell i i thousand percent agreed and people got pissed yeah people got pissed because they just love superhero movies this is kind of a bad timing because uh, i i personally have never seen black black panther but uh yeah rest in peace chadwick boseman so i i will say i hear black panther is actually probably one of the best ones but i just feel like they're just cracking out these generic superhero movies that really don't like take away the big names and the superheroes that everybody knows and loves and then they're just super mediocre sci-fi movies yeah yeah, I, I I definitely don't disagree, and I so like even when I'm talking about Bill and Ted three, like I don't think that the movie was made as a cash grab. I think that first of all, Keanu Reeves is worth way more than he, he probably needs got paid to, to do like this. like he he doesn't have to make this movie. He just like actually wanted to, and he's probably not going to attach himself to a a third a movie that came out thirty years later unless he feels like he could do it justice. I think that it was an enjoyable experience, but like the it it just doesn't stick like. All these classic movies, and I'm like classic like 80s and 90s. Like you look at like a uh, uh, Back to the Future, like is like oh that idea sticks with you. Oh Bill and Ted, like oh it just sticks with you. It's just like a fun experience that you like look back on. I'm never gonna. I, I technically own this movie because the way that it works now is like you either spend 20 bucks to stream the movie because it was supposed to be in theaters, Jesus or you spend Christ. 25 to own it. Oh yeah, so, so you're just, just gonna spend the money to own it. Yeah, so I own it now, but I don't think I'm ever gonna rewatch Bill and Ted three. Because, like, I I don't get that, like, genuine, like, it's, it's not even nostalgia. I saw Bill and Ted when I was, like, 15. I yeah. guess maybe there's nostalgia for being 15. But like, I, it, I don't know. I just don't know why they have to re... It just goes back to, like, they, there's no original ideas anymore. It's just, like, let's take a movie from the 90s that people are super nostalgic about and we'll just make money even if it's good or bad. I don't even think that's it. This movie's been in production for, like, 2008. I feel like this was a genuine... Some of these sequels are obvious cash grabs. I feel like a lot of people just love a certain franchise and want to see more. And it just, we're in a different era of filmmaking where yeah. everything has basically been figured out and they're going to use a formula because they don't want to lose millions of dollars. That's also, how it is. Also, another thing is that movies are made for more than just American audiences now. So that's why everything's like super vague, not really in depth because it has to work for like international audiences. I know like China. Um, yeah, it can't kill parents because then, then your Frozen movie is going to get cut. Yeah, ex- exactly. So that's where a lot of that kind of stuff is sacrificed. Uh, pretty did, much. Did I tell you I saw Frozen uh, on in in China and they cut out the scene where their parents like died at sea? So I was just so confused. Like, where are their parents the entire time? I have never seen Frozen. I hate. So I'm dead on the inside. I ha- inside. I hate anything that makes you feel good. So like families like loving each other or like feel good like Disney movies like make me super uncomfortable. He's not into incest porn. We no. heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I, I prefer more, like, dark type shit. Like, anything with Daniel Day-Lewis is, like, my favorite. Like, There Will Be Blood and uh, Gangs of New York are my two favorite movies. I, I wanted to see Gangs of New York recently, but it's a three-hour movie, and convincing uh, your partner so to watch good. a three-hour movie I is I fucking bizarre. love that movie. 
And There Will Be Blood is excellent as well. I feel like I just saw a Daniel Day-Lewis movie. Maybe not. I was thinking Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> That's like a completely different person. It's not. It's old guy. Do you know who old I... Old man. Do you know who There's I There's only get... two old men in, on Earth. Do you know who I always get um, mixed up? Who's the guy that played um, Captain America? Uh, Big Bean Burrito. N- no. The guy that looks like Dane Cook. Big Baked Bean Burrito. I need to know who this is or I'm going to kill myself. Uh, in a video game. The guy, he looks like Dane Cook. Guy who looks like Dane Cook. I know who you're talking about. Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. So I hate Ryan Reynolds because he looks like Dane Cook. Because I hate Dane, Dane Cook. Ryan Reynolds seems like a genuinely nice guy. So yeah, I, I, I don't mind Ryan Reynolds. But you, I, just, you hate him because he looks like Dane Cook. And I fucking hate Dane Cook. That's a reason to hate him? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry, man. He looks like identical. I mean, if we're going to talk about film... And media that did you actually watch any more high score? Yeah, I, I finished the entire documentary. I, I watched the I just, second I watched episode. The rest of one sitting. I watched the second episode. I I thought the second episode was better than the first one. Like it was very very cool. I like how it went over the uh, basically it went over how Nintendo took over the early '90s, late '80s market in video games. How they did it. How they marketed to Americans. And how they had like an agency you can call, and they would give you like tips on games. And it's like, I yeah, thought, that was that was pretty crazy. I remember that, and I remember, and did a callback to the Nintendo Power magazine, which I still have like four hundred issues of. I, I yeah, so I, I thought the second episode was also way better than the first. Yeah. I, I actually didn't, I didn't know it was the guy who voiced Mario that did all the voiceover for this this uh, documentary. I didn't realize that either. Also, yeah. I want to say uh, where I watched it, I had no Japanese subtitles, so I had to just guess what they were saying in both epi- <laughs> in both episodes. Okay, well, that's, I'm sorry, because they, they were talking about, so I thought the second episode was super cool, and yeah, that, that was part of the reason why I thought it was cool, the the whole game counselor or whatever, I forgot the name of it. Yeah, I, but, I literally remember that, like, I had the Nintendo powers, like, you have a problem, call them. My mom would never let me call. Was but, it like a dollar a minute? Like, what was it? Yeah, it was expensive, it was like a dollar a minute, that's why I never called. Jesus. Yeah, uh, but the the part I thought that was really cool is that they talked about the guy who made all the sound effects, like the bleeps and bloops, like shooting yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was like, like, I never really thought about that. Yeah, We talk yeah. about game music all the time. We don't talk about game bloops. Yeah, no, it, it's... You don't think about these noises, but, like, you could hear any of those noises, and you instantly know what it's from. They're iconic, you know? I mean, we know Shake Shake. We know Shake Shake. You're, you're, gonna, you're gonna be saying Shake Shake for, uh, never. Shake Shake. Yeah, I don't even think we actually talked about the fact that, like, half of this game is grabbing orbs and shaking them. Dude. But and shaking Mission people. Makers is a Shake Shake game. Uh, shaking shake children. Throwing children at walls. <laughs> where, yeah. Throwing I'm, children at walls. Uh, where do I even go from that? I mean, if we're talking crazy, I, I've been thinking about this, like, for a long time since I don't live in Chicago anymore. But you you've listened to your fair share of radio, right? We talked about actually how radio is a dead medium yesterday, but absolutely yesterday, last podcast, ninety two and in one hundred seven point five in Chicago. There's always this advertisement for this club, Adriana's Club Adriana's. Like I know I know exactly what you're talking about. How so? Adriana's is a is a club on the south side of chicago that that has a lot of like rap stars that go and yeah. all the commercials like it's literally just like massive bass it's like adriana's it's like oh shit am i getting pulled over no adriana's we got a uh, champagne night women getting it's like it's so ridiculous it's like, how do you women, women getting free before 11 p.m like it's like screaming 
Do you do you think that Adriana's is is surviving the Corona wave? Uh, probably no. Do, I, do they legally have to shut down? Because I feel like Adriana's. I, I, exactly I want. I think all bars and clubs are closed oh, currently shit. in Chicago. Because because I genuinely think that if they did not have to shut down legally, they would be the exact same as pre-Corona's. Like oh, when people go to Adriana's are not those who are necessarily looking for reasonable nights out, you know? No, they're looking to it's... get crunk in the club. I want to get crunk in the club. Can we get crunk in the club? Uh when uh it's not the end of times, sure. I'm going to get I'm going to drive over to you, not crunk, very safe driving, 13 hours or so. I've been like epically stretching. And while you're epically stretching, I'm going to barge in your door, handle in hand. I'm going to I'm going to have, like, a real siren and megaphone, and I'm going to, like, go, bah, 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 at three in the morning, like, just wake everyone up. It's, like, a th- Thursday. You're, like, I have I have work. What are you doing? I'm, like, Adriana's <laughs> in in your house, and then you're scared. Uh, I think That's my I family would be upset as well as me being upset, so I would prefer that you didn't do that. <laughs> but they, the Gucci Mane was there, and I really wanted to go, but I was, like, I probably should not go. Adriano's is like one of those things like my one of my favorite it's not really my favorite place in America I'll preface that but one of my favorite places in America is Bennigan's next to the Gary Indiana Railcats uh baseball stadium <laughs> why <laughs> because so preface I have I have family in in the Chicago suburbs on the Indiana side and Gary is kind of close to that Gary is the worst place on earth I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Gary Indiana I, I, I could, used I could, to be I could have a whole entire podcast about Gary because I've been there often yeah, to the coach. Gary the Gary Haycast. I've been to Gary uh probably well, no 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 I, I, I love Gary um what? I think I think Gary is one of the most beautiful cities in the country as far as architecture there's like if so to preface, Gary's a very unsafe town. It used to be blue collar, very nice, very upscale. Very it's basically high end. like Detroit, but way worse. Yeah, so it's like you drive through it and you see like remnants of like a beautiful, beautiful city. And I, I truly appreciate architecture and stuff like that. So it like pains me to see like this tired, tired town. Have you seen like the JonTron architecture tier list video? No. Oh, uh, he he's into architecture, so you should check that out. But uh, yeah, so the thing about Gary is like you stop in Gary, the first thing you're welcomed is like, "Welcome from the Gary, Indiana Sanitation District," and it's like really like the sewage place is like there's a big sign that says "Welcome to Gary," <laughs> and then like you stop at a stop sign, and then you don't realize that no, this is not a stop sign; it's a person that has a stop sign that they made themselves, and then you get mugged. Yeah. Uh, don't stop in Gary. It is a very dangerous place. I. But the reason I mentioned this, first of all, if there's like a whole like thread uh, like on Reddit that's like where to not stop. And like <laughs> Gary is like the top, like multiple people are like, yeah, never stop in Gary. Never you stop get, in Gary. You will, you will get robbed. And like, I'm, I'm serious. Like Gary is a very unsafe place. And it, at one point it was great. I think it had about 500,000 people in it. Now it's like down to 60K. Yeah, it had the the Detroit thing where there used to be a lot of like steel mills and industry and stuff like that, and then it went away. And then the town of the state of Indiana did a whole bunch of shit to incentivize people to move out, and then people move in, and then it just became. But but I I mentioned that thing about the fake stops. That, that's like an actual epidemic in uh in Gary where like there are people <laughs> make fake stop signs and and mug people. It's like d- don't stop at a stop sign in Gary. That's that's a risk I'm not a willing to take. Fake stop sign. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna do that to people, but then I'm gonna give them uh, a compliment. Free hugs, it, but that's just as dangerous in Corona times. I'll give them a compliment from afar, social distancing. But yeah, Gary Indiana Railcats—that is the independent league, so not even minor league baseball team uh, that that exists in Gary. 
I, I saw the Gary Indiana Railcats versus the, uh, what was it, the Winnipeg Flying Fish or something like that. I saw them face, and the, we were like, oh, let's let's stop at the Bennigans on the way out because we were hungry. But no, we couldn't because there was like a, a police, there was like a, uh, like there were a bunch of police officers there. It's like oh, a crime scene, I guess. And I guess there was a shooting. It's like, oh, shit, this, this Bennigans had a shooting right across from the, the to, Gary to be Rail fair kids. much of chicago used to be like that like uh, i don't know how long last time you were around like the, this was like 2015 oh okay jesus christ um <laughs> so I, but no i i looked i looked up this because I, I wanted to know what was happening i'm like oh shit i wonder if there's like news on this that Bennigan specifically across from the Gary Indiana Railcats uh, stadium has had double digit shootings. I'm like, just close down the Bennigans. Stop, <laughs> stop having the Bennigans. Stop having. You've had over ten shootings at your Bennigans. Uh, maybe I won't go see the Railcats anytime soon. No, the Railcats. That was fine. We we were like we were safe in the stands, having a fun time watching pitches that literally hit the ground before it reached the bat. <laughs> What what reasons did you have to fucking go to this game? Because my grandparents wanted to see that they were fans of the Gary Indiana Rail- okay. Gary Indiana Railcats at the time. Do they live in but, Gary? Uh, no, they're just northern uh, Indiana suburbs. I'm not I'm not gonna dox my grand <laughs> grandparents. Why Get not? doxed on the pod. I dox myself all the time. It's okay. Sick, dude. But yeah, don't. That's. So I just oh poor Bennigans right across from the Gary Indiana Railcats. I used to like Bennigans to be honest. I used to go to the Bennigans in Norwich all the fucking time. I don't think I've ever actually been to a Bennigans, but I feel like Irish food is underrated. Like people don't really. It's like, not people Irish think, food. Really? No, What's it's Bennigans. Like sports bar? No, it's like just generic American restaurant. Bennigans sounds so Irish. It is, but it's like you can just get like I can get chicken fingers and like. Normal shit there, like a steak. I guess I'm not surprised, but like corned beef and a shepherd's pie, like dope. I mean, they might have that, but then it's going to be like, it's going to be like 90% something you'd see at like a Chili's and then like maybe that too. It's like the shepherd's pie has chicken fingers in it. I could go for some chicken fingers right now. Uh, On the subject of uh, chicken fingers and eating things, uh, so an interesting tweet I saw was, well, let me preface this. Do you think that Jeff Bezos has eaten a person? No, I you you sent me this tweet. I do not think Jeff Bezos is a cannibal. Well, but like he has so much money, he could just eat someone if he wanted. He has so much it. money, but he got money because like okay, he's a ruthless businessman that that has crushed his competition every step of the way. But at the same time, I think he's, I think Jeff Bezos is a genuinely boring guy that only got to his position because he's boring and he's willing to. But do you the don't think you don't think he has enough of an ego to like just do like crazy shit. What cra- like I guess he bought a post like a a publication. He bought the Washington Post. Like that, well, he, like, that he, soothes his ego. But like, like, do you, like, what do you think Jeff Bezos does? Like he he works out. He goes swimming. He like goes to like a you know a shelter. And gets a kitten and then like eats it. Like he doesn't go to like Gabon and then like go to like some random warlord's tent and then just like participate in cri- uh, crimes against humanity. He could though. He's the one person in the world that could get away with it. He has so much money. He could. Do you think there's a crime that Jeff Bezos couldn't get away with? Yes. <laughs> well, most. I think he could get away with. Okay. Murder. Okay. It depends. It depends how public. Are you talking like public or just like he does it? He just does it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He could probably get away with most, but like, if like Jeff Bezos just killed a guy in the street, like I don't think he could like wipe that away. Well, let me ask you a question. If he if he was right in front of you and just killed someone in cold blood. And he was like, I'll give you $10 million just to never talk about it. Would you take the money? I don't think I'd have a choice. Because he'll do it to you. 
Yeah, like it's like one of those things where it's like, well, I would, first of all, if I, I would, if I, I would if take I the money. The police said I, if, if I just went to the police and said I saw Jeff Bezos kill a guy, I don't think they would be like, <laughs> okay. I would take the money and then tell on him. I like it's one of those situations where it. I would have to have like overwhelming evidence for it to even work like you, on you my ha- side. You have it recorded, like full, like recorded. He's like, I am Jeff Bezos. I'm gonna kill this person, and then, as you're recording it. <laughs> Then he, uh, I mean, like, in that situation, I feel like Jeff Bezos, if he's willing to pay me off for $10 million, he's probably, like, his his value of human life is so low that he'd probably kill me, too, so I'd be too scared not to take the money. At least says something about you, man. I, what? That I, I don't want to die? <laughs> that I don't think I would I would win against Jeff Bezos' uh, cold-blooded instinct here? So, do you think you would uh, beat him in a boxing match? Yes, and that's, I mean, he is actually pretty ripped, but he's just a little too old. So you, you think you could take him? So if, like, if there was, like, a, a match, you know, kind of like uh, McGregor versus uh, whoever else he fucking fought in the boxing match. Mike Pacquiao? Tyson. Not Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Pa- yeah. Uh, Mayweather. 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 It was, like, publicized like that, but it was, like, Sam versus Jeff. Mayweather versus Pacquiao sucked, and McGregor versus Pac- or Mayweather was actually really good. Yeah, that was really entertaining. Yeah. They both deserve million, hundreds of millions of dollars from that. Did you, did you watch you. KSI versus fucking Jake Paul or whatever? No. <laughs> no, I did not. They made like $50 million doing that. Apparently, we should box. Want to have a boxing match? How much do you think we get? How many millions? <laughs> we, let's start. Let's... I'm fine with one. Yeah, I, I, like, I'd be fine with like 30 bucks. <laughs> I can get you some Chipotle for like a couple days. I would destroy you, by the way. I would go for your eyes. You would go for my I so like I'd be like doing this podcast blind from now on. Yeah, I I I I'll come at you like a spider monkey. That's unappealing. Yeah, I mean I'm crazy. I bought Wimwar this week. Do you really? Yeah, I, I didn't. Didn't I? I, I did didn't we have this conversation? I was like, I bought Wimwar, and so you did too. No, I I just bought Wimwar. Why do we keep saying Winwar? Winrar. Winrar. <laughs> I to- bought Winrar a couple days ago. I feel like my life is completely unhinged off the rails at this point. I think we should uh, get the Patreon set up and have it go towards a boxing match. I I have like subs on Twitch, but I'm like As subs on Twitch. That's not enough. I need a Patreon on top of that. Well, but it's just... it's for a boxing match, a fight to the death. Why don't just have a GoFundMe then? Patreon is monthly. It's like oh, if if we get ten okay. patrons for six months, we might do it. Well, I, I'll have like training videos of me, like you know, shadow boxing, crying. You know, no one's gonna want to see me train because I only train in the nude for boxing. That's how I intimidate my opponents. So that's the. Well, only... no, I only train in the nude. I don't actually. I, so you, that's I comply what... to regulations. So that's when you get the OnlyFans. OnlyFans boxing, <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like that has to be a genre of like gay porn, just like li- gay wrestling. So this is the announcement of the virtual home. Ca- Homework podcast only fans? Yeah, I mean it's honestly the next step. It's the only next logical step. Like <laughs> when when you think about where we've been going as a podcast, what we've been mentioning, we need to sexualize our content way more. Like <laughs> I'm gonna add like a couple anime moaning sounds. Like every three seconds. Like like gained out to all hell. Just starting now t- until the <laughs> end of the podcast in like ten seconds. We're gonna have moaning sounds, and you're gonna just have to hear it. Uh, it's better than Trump's butthole. Trump's butthole. Trump's butthole. Trump's butthole. That was butthole, the best ending of all time. Trump's if you butthole. disagree with me, then Trump's we're gonna fucking have a Trump's problem butthole, here. Trump's oh my butthole. god! If you stop it. The-
Hey guys, so if you like the episode, uh, make sure to follow Virtual Homework Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and rate it five stars if you can. Or if you hate it, do five stars anyway, or uh, I will find you. If you rate it less than five stars, Dan will be bound and gagged on a train track. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>